welcome to the latest podcast episode from Future Medicine AI Hub. I'm Emma Hall, the editor of Future Medicine AI Hub. This week, we are at the Biotech X conference, and today I'm joined by Mahesh Bancholi, the Chief Information Officer for UK Biobank. Mahesh is responsible for the data and technologies that underpin UK Biobank and is particularly interested in enabling large-scale analyses, democratising access to data, and addressing scientific inequity. Thank you for joining us today, Mahesh. It's great to have you with us. To kick us off, please could you provide a brief overview of your career to date? Sure. Uh, So my name is Mahesh Pancholi. I am Chief Information Officer at UK Biobank. I've been here for about two years. My background, depending on who you talk to, is either quite varied or exactly the same. So um, I uh, started out as a bioinformatics researcher, but that was many years ago when that was just hacking together Perl code and interrogating databases. Moved into supporting research computing from there, which then led me to large data storage and the cloud and GPU accelerated computing and FPGAs. And uh, once I'd gone into the cloud, I kind of was bringing that to other life sciences research organizations. And so, yeah, two years at UK Biobank, including bringing the research analysis platform to, to the world. What is the UK Biobank and what are its key aims? Sure. So, UK Biobank is a biomedical research resource. So, what that means is 15 ish years ago, we recruited half a million people from around the UK. And what we did was we asked them to come in and see us and we took some biological samples. So we took blood, urine and saliva. We took consent to link to their health records. And then we did a bunch of baseline questionnaires and measures, things like family history, medical history, uh, height, weight, hearing tests. And then we follow them up with web-based questionnaires. But of course, we've got those biological samples. So we derive more data from those samples. So using those, we've done metabolomics, we've done biomarkers and biochemistry, genotyping, whole exome, whole genome sequencing on uh, all half a million participants. Proteomics paper came out yesterday, so we've done that on, I think it was around 60,000 participants. So that's what we've done so far. That's what's coming down the line. There's more that could come down the line, of course. We have 30,000 registered researchers from over 100 countries. So the important thing to to know about UK Biobank is we're a research resource, so we don't do the research ourselves. Which brings me to your actual question of what is the aim of UK Biobank, and that is to enable scientific discoveries that improve human health. So how do we help researchers do that thing? How is AI helping to uncover genetic determinants of disease? Yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, there's lots of prospective work that's being done in the area of the application of AI to datasets in general. But I have an example that's about a study that used UK Biobank data. And what's quite nice about it is that it's already published findings, so it's not quite prospective, it's actually done something. So researchers were trying to find a way to predict which breast cancer patients might develop joint pain when they take a specific type of medication. They developed a novel machine learning algorithm and that analyzed the genetic information of 700 breast cancer patients before they started their treatment. And what they found was that looking at their genotypes, they found 70 specific markers that could predict who was more likely to get that joint pain from the medication. And what was really good about it was that that prediction was accurate about 76% of the time. 
So if you think from a sample of only 700 people, 76% accuracy is pretty good. And if you did that across the whole of the cohort, you'd get even better. The reason this is important, though, is you can actually start applying this to clinical care. So you can look at patients and see whether they're at risk for joint pain before they start the treatment, which then you know, gives you lots of benefits around their kind of treatment plan. So the doctors and the patients can be more informed around the treatment plan. Potentially, pharma could develop new ways of treating or preventing that joint pain in high-risk patients. That personalized approach means that you've got fewer side effects coming out of the treatment and therefore patients are more likely to stick to that treatment regime and ultimately you're going to get better outcomes for breast cancer patients. In the next five years, how do you think the UK Biobank will use AI to contribute towards the future of healthcare? It's <laughs> a big question. Um, yeah, there's a lot and I think it's important to look at what's being done now to be able to then talk about what's coming next. So. There's lots of great work already happening in this space. Data interpretation and analysis, you know, you can have huge imaging files. How do you really do analysis on that when you're looking at that across 100,000 people with, say, 50 images per person? So it's data integration and data analysis around that. Drug discovery is clearly a big one. And protein design, as we've seen with things like AlphaFold. Synthetic biology is being used by pharma. How do we generate molecules that will start to interact with that? And literature mining is always good. You don't want to be repeating work that's already been done. The thing that really excites me about the application of AI in the future, particularly on a data set like UK Biobank, is at the risk of buzzword bingo, it's generative AI, right? But there's lots of different ways you can apply that. And the low-hanging fruit would be a chat bot that allows you to build your cohort that says, you know, give me all the people who developed lung cancer, who were smokers, and uh, give me all the people who developed lung cancer who weren't smokers, and then you can run the comparison. But it's that comparison bit where I think the application of Gen AI could really make a difference. So at the minute, people train as researchers usually in one modality of data, or one specialism at the very least. At the back of their minds, they want to answer one particular health question. So it might be, how do I prevent lung cancer? Or how do I know when someone's going to be more at risk or not? And let's say they're a specialist in imaging. So we've got all the imaging data. They're looking at the lung images of smokers and non-smokers, lung cancer, not lung cancer. And they've got some good findings. Great papers will come out of that. Whole careers are made off of that. But we've got all of these other modalities of data within UK Biobank, the genetic information, the health link data, environmental, lifestyle. And it's really difficult to interpret that if you're a specialist in one particular type of data. Now, the way that it's done at the moment is you collaborate with someone or you hire someone into your lab, both of which cost money and cost time. And they're not you answering your health question. What you become an expert in is building a lab, building this industry of how do I mine the data? And you become more and more abstracted from the how do I help cure or prevent lung cancer? Now imagine if there was a tool that was your expert advisor on genetics. So you've got these findings from the imaging, you go, now tell me what's interesting about the genetics of this half of the cohort versus that half of the cohort. And imagine that same advisor can help you say, well, what about the lifestyle information? What's different about them? What if that person or that advisor can then say, well, actually, have you also had a look at the environmental data? Because these people all live in this one particular part of the world and these live in a different place. I think with the application, the correct application of foundation models 
to a data set like UK Biobank where you've got the different modalities of data, but the particularly unique thing is there's the thread of an individual as a participant going through that's then followed through time, you can start to build something out that really allows you to use generative AI in a way that's not just tell me how many elephants are in the savannah, you know, which is great fun. But so I think that's the thing that excites me is how do we truly get to multi-omics research, which, you know, I was a researcher 20 odd years ago and I was told multi-omics is the future and I live in the future and there's no multi-omics right now. So, but I think Gen AI can do that. There's obviously the questions around how do we do that responsibly, ethically, reproducibly as well. Like, of course, we have to think about the ethics. But actually, if you can't reproduce that research, then what's the value of it? If you haven't got confidence intervals, what's the value of it? These are difficult questions, but they're not impossible to answer. And so I'm really excited about the potential application of, of particularly generative AI on a large data set like this. But as I said, with those other examples, there's loads of ways that this is already happening now. Thank you so much for speaking with us today, Mahesh. It's been really insightful to hear about how AI is helping to uncover genetic determinants of disease and how the UK Biobank will use AI to contribute towards the future of healthcare. Thank you also to our listeners. And if you'd like to hear any more podcasts like this, please head to fmaihub.com. Hold up. 